Do you want to? I, I kind of like podcasts that start with a casual conversation beforehand, like this. Are you okay with that? This could be the start of it. I hesitated. I hesitated what to say. Okay, all right, okay. Welcome to the major lift. I'm gonna I'm thinking of calling this the minor fall. The minor fall. Or I was thinking of calling it the baffled kings. The b- <laughs> <laughs> um well major riff was what I was gonna go with. The major was, riff. The major riff. This is a user vote thing. The major riff is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But also baffled kings is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Send your suggestions into 0437, whatever. You are <laughs> listening to Triple J. Um, also, tell us when you took a shit last. Thanks. We'd thanks. love to hear from you. In case you're wondering who this vagrant on my fucking podcast is, say hello to Mitch Leg, a.k.a. Coach Mitch. Coach Mitch. In my Slack group, mm. our Slack group together. Mm. Mitch is going to be doing some major lift stuff and hopefully... You will enjoy his company and his supple brown eyes. Supple brown, yes. I think they're green, actually. No, they're... F- they're See, this is, I thought my eyes were eyes. brown for like the first 20 years of my life, but then everyone was like, no, they're green. I'm going to shine a torch in your yeah, face. Do it, Hold please. Oh, I'm out of battery. <laughs> Just get real close to my face for a second. I'll, hang on, I'll get there. There we go. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. See, I'm basically Harry Potter. So, this is this is a special thing that I wouldn't mind doing... A bit more because we can nut out some of the particulars. Mm. And the reason why we can nut out particulars, my phrasing probably not so great there. I like nut out. That's yeah, good. Nut, get some nuts out mm. is that Mitch and I are both studying our certifications in personal training, which I guess in the current fitness climate is um, a dime a dozen as far as trainers go, but we're both at Fit College. Yes. Which is, is it national? It is national, right? Um, yeah, yeah. They've got campuses everywhere. Mm. Yeah, across shitloads of major cities. I think they're even in Perth. And Obviously. there's nothing in Perth. There's nothing. Well, there's... Um, there's lots of things in Devastated Perth. people. Yes. And um, tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah. No mountains, though. My, most of the population is actually tumbleweed. <laughs> I can't give a straight <laughs> face for that. So, so uh, just, uh, just something kind of quick as well. Uh, Ken, who was on here two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, the Ken Wally episode, the, the exercise scientist is one of the, I'm going to call him a big wig, one of the big gingers of Fit College. Mm. So, I think this is kind of cool. If we screw this up, then we'll make Fit College look bad. And if we do really well, and Ken will be proud, and Ken will also be offering some um, goodies for this yes. episode, which will be advertised thusly, and by thusly, I mean now. Today, I've got an exciting little gift for you. If you remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had my lovely fellow Ginger Ken on the major lift, and some of the feedback that I've got back from you guys has been amazing. So I know you guys have taken some of his advice, and um, <laughs> what what I love is that um, I've got I've got a rough spiel to uh, to read off here, and Ken is going to be referred to as a country loving Viking, and he encourages making strides with your health. So Big Odin is proudly raising his glass in your honor, and I think that's awesome. Okay, I wouldn't hear a damn bad thing said about that. Ken is helping us out with is nutrition, and it is frustrating, and it is confusing, and I still don't know really what to do sometimes, and I'm doing a freaking course that covers this, and Ken is sort of the go-to guy that I would trust with a lot of this info, and, you know, 
I get confused about what to eat, how much to eat. I do get pissed off. I give up. I have fallen off this wagon more times than I care to admit, and there'll be a podcast on that some other time. But anyway, Ken has come to the rescue. So Ken has released a new product, and he is offering all the Major Lift listeners 20% off. It is a meal plan product, and it's for males and females, even though I know this podcast is currently a sausage fest, which is very frustrating. I do need some ladies on here. Meal plan product, getting distracted. It's a done-for-you meal plan. That is with the number four, not to be confused with the word for. It is a template where all the confusion and frustration has been removed for you. As long as you have eyeballs, in which case it would be very frustrating if you didn't have eyeballs. Sorry to the non-eyeballed listeners. Because of this, you can avoid the biggest mistake people make and actually stick to the basics and also what works. So in five to 10 minutes, you can create your own meal plan to help you lose weight and get healthier. If that is your goal, all you have to do is choose your veggie sources, choose your protein sources, choose your carb sources on workout days and some fruit, and follow the serving sizes laid out. And that's it. You've got what you need. You have something specific to you, whether you're touring, about to tour on your way back, it can just help you perform a little bit better, live a bit healthier. So all you have to do is go to the URL that is linked to this podcast and select your male or female done for you meal plan template and enter the code 20 off TML. So that is 220 off TML. One more time, two zero off TML. It is on sale for the first week and all of the major lift listeners will get 20% off on top of the already discounted product. So you'll save about 50% for the first week and get this nutrition thing on track once and for all. So grab your copy and tell Ken you love him because this is seriously awesome that he's offering this up for us, you and me. Oh yeah, sorry Mitch, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, interrupted the thing. Oh, it's Easter. It is. Ah, oh, chockies. Have you had any? Um, not specifically Easter eggs, but chocolate, yes. That's my iced coffee. Mm. I had Ooh, I had idea. a protein bar and the I got one from the mm, I got one from the chemist and the chemist was just like, uh, well, I mean it's as close as you can get to an Easter egg right now. And I said it's far more likely that rabbits would be laying Easter logs like this. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, that, no, good. Make it have a Quality good Quality content that you come to the major what what are we calling this? We, we can't decide. That's right. We can't decide. That's we'll know next time and call in. And if we if we yeah, call us right now. It's live. Yeah. It'd be fun Let's to go do to live the boards. One. Maybe we should live stream the next one. I've got a YouTube account. It's uh youtube.com forward slash the major lift podcast. Well, no, I actually think that we're doing people a disservice by not showing them our Supple faces, yeah. as you called them before. You got pretty short pants on too, so I do. They're quite revealing. <laughs> yeah. So, the, what we're going to do with this little episode, even though we've been rambling for a, arguably a quarter of it, which is the best content of this so far, is is just a little bit of information about where to go. At least what I'm going to be talking about is, is where to go when you're just starting out and what to consider. And Mitch, your topic is going to be uh, a bit more of an intermediate topic it'll be the using the variable of load how load relates to training volume what training volume is and how you can utilize that to continue your progress that's um far more science laden than mine no it's it sounds more <laughs> sciencey but it, 
I'm not science. You've got formulas written on your phone. I've seen them. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got that in your head and you are not at all making sure that you have the correct information here. Hard cut. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll also get into just a little snippet of your history when we cross over to you so people know why they should listen to you. Who's that is. Who who that is. So let me start. Mitch, please let me start. Mm, My topic is where, how to get started. And this is inspired by some of the messages I've been getting through the Instagram Mm. at the Major Lift Podcast. So, because of the fact that when you are training and you've been training for a while, and of course both of us have been doing it ourselves for uh, eight years, how about yeah, you? Yeah, eight to ten years. Yeah. I mean, and, well, I was 17 when I first picked up a pair of weights in a gym, and I'm turning 30 in two weeks. So, 13 years. That's the, we, yeah. How's that for a well, maths formula? Still can't vote with your training age. <laughs> I, I started when I was 21, so that was 2011, and it's been. I still feel like a like I'm just getting to intermediate, and that's not to say that. And this will tie in really nicely. It's not to say that it takes that long to become intermediate. It's just that I really didn't get my head in the game to learn appropriately until it was shoved down my throat as as part of the course, and suddenly all those questions of why had I never broken through plateaus. I mean, of course I hadn't. I hadn't clearly defined my goals. This is, I think, a huge part of what makes fitness satisfying in a different way. And it's not necessarily that to be fit, you have to have a a six-pack showing because you can paint that on. Mm. In case anyone's wondering out there, we should actually have some major lift six-pack merchandise where you just press some wire into your stomach coming soon. uh, (laughs) Sure, if, if low body fat is specifically your goal, then I mean you can you can do that. You just you just eat less, or you know, or get it cut off. I mean, I, I I'll get into my liposuction story some other day. Mm. But I got but kind of little burpy boy. Yeah, I learned from Jim not to burp into the oh, microphone. Yeah, if you guys technique. heard that last episode, yeah. and I didn't have clear goals. I would say that when you are starting out, you need to define a clear goal. So, what is a clear goal? Have you done the smart goals part of the course yet? I have done the smart goals. All yes. right. Do you remember what they are? Specific, uh-huh. measurable, mm-hmm. achievable, mm-hmm. relevant. Yeah, let's go. We'll, we'll go with that. Realistic and time orientated. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I'm learning. You are. Yeah, it feels nice to actually be able to regurgitate some stuff like that too. And this is not just something specific to the fitness industry. This is specific to. I mean, maybe it's a relationship goal. Specifically, you want to spend more time together. Is it measurable? Well, fuck yeah. You start your stopwatch and you're like, listen, lady, you got an hour for us to have an achievably good time. Mm. Okay, this is probably a bad example. I'm sure if your girlfriend heard you talking about your smart goals in a relationship, at first you'd find it sweet, but over time we'd be like, wow, it's horrifically... There's no romance in this. <laughs> yeah, R for romance. Mm. Yeah, that's the part oh, that's they let. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so it could be something like, and and I won't drop any names on the podcast, but one of the ones I got through the other day just asked me uh, where they, they said they were. He was feeling really. They, we didn't. I didn't ask any appropriate. He or she. Yep. How to get back into it and didn't know where to start. I mean, of course, who really does know where to start until you've had the conversation about what you're trying to achieve? You can't just be put on this arbitrary thing of. I'm just going to eat less and work out more. And then maybe I will have muscles at the end. Well, I mean, no, that might, that just might not work for you. Sorry. 
what we what the three paragraphs of Instagram nonsense I sent at him while sitting in class were things just like what is exactly you want to achieve because you're not going to be able to start your fitness journey arbitrary of what that looks like until you can think where do I go there and one of my favorite little uh, I guess thought experiments is spend a day in the mindset of if you'd achieved all of your fitness goals Mm. what happens in that day so if I think about my specific fitness goals right now is to increase strength generally speaking I don't have a, a clear strength goal it's just to be stronger plateau and to see what that feels like what would I do in my day what would I do when I wake up probably nothing different to what I do now not that I can think of uh one of those things that I thought about was maybe I'd stretch more so I spent a day stretching more seems pretty accomplishable I spent a day writing down the foods that I should probably be eating that took a little while but it's one of those things you only have to do once and go oh crap I'm really not eating enough or maybe I would laugh easier or maybe I would uh, spend more time listening to people talk because I wouldn't be so caught up in my own in my own mindset or maybe I would start a meditation practice which I did it was all those things where I just love the idea of playing with the fact that maybe you succeed. No one needs to know that you're cheating on your shitty pre-goal results fucking mm. crap self with a uh, better, more achieved and dopamine-filled, a- a- accomplished self. No one needs to know that. It's just, it's just an inner monologue that would say, hey, well done. You're doing really, really good. Maybe you're, you apply yourself to reading a book because you've got some more mental... Um, um, headroom, mental wealth, mental wealth, yeah, spend, yes. totally, yeah. In- increase your ego, got more space in your brain, mm. and then of course, moving on from that, you know, play with the idea of feeling better. Is this really what what you want? Is do you need to be fitter to feel better? If you do that mind experiment and you feel like that, oh wow, it's just my mindset. Shit, maybe you don't need an exercise plan or an exercise oriented goal right now. Whatever. Or you go, I want to be able to run 10K so I can feel light on my feet and not get exhausted. In which case, you start thinking, do I need to eat more? Do I just need to eat the same amount and and increase my cardio? How do you increase cardio? Well, you would figure out your MAS, your your, uh, shit, minimum, maximum, minimum aerobic speed. I could be really wrong now and someone call me out, please. But it's basically, run. you run for a K in a bit and you figure out, what is your average meters per second in that? And it could be something like, I run two meters per second. Well, shit. I mean, that's your minimum aerobic speed, I think. I'm going to go back on this now. I don't think I've touched that yet. No, you, yeah. when you get to that, you're going to have a really great time because it means you get to jog a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome to think maybe you run 10Ks at two meters per second. That's pretty shit house. What if you were to run 10Ks at, at 2.5? meters per second well you'd run faster wouldn't you Mm. so you can start training a cardio goal oriented person like that but at the same time you've got to make sure they're running well you've got to and and these are why these functional movement assessments can be so great you need to look at your your data sets and go what's going to be important to get to my goal maybe you are 40 kilos overweight and you think to yourself cool that's got to happen first and at the same time i can teach myself the neural patterns to move well so upon getting started and getting into it it's all about 
paperwork really good pre-production i mean I've, I've worked with you on music videos before good pre-production goes a long way it certainly does yeah i mean remembering the smoke machine so that mm. four dudes don't have to vape a room full <laughs> which we did which we did <laughs> which we did you know just that one one thing that's missing out could be could be the thing that you needed all along so sitting down and going all right what are my goals and what do i need to 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 fix to get there and before i before i hand over to you with this does even with your 13 years your your pubescent training age do you feel like your body moves in all the correct anatomical ways in or, in order to load it up oh no absolutely not it's no. crazy it's, right this is something that one of our instructors um said the other day it was a really really interesting point he said that we in the fitness industry um can typically be some of the worst movers there are. You know, we, we spend all of our days learning exercises or doing exercises like squats and, and bench press and all that sort of stuff, which are only moving in very limited planes. But, but then when you, you jump on a go for a game of a touch footy in the park or something like that, then you find, oh, crap, I'm really shit moving in a lateral direction. I've, I've skipped all of these movements. Um, so, no, I, I most certainly have a lot of holes to fill in my training um and and that simply just comes from training motivations where all i wanted to do was get stronger and bigger um and i've completely neglected core strength i've neglected flexibility and mobility training uh all things that i'm starting to implement now 13 years into this into this journey so i think uh an interesting point in in talking about getting started is that you're not going to be awesome at this in six months time it's it's just not going to happen um, so to, to think that it's going to take you a decade to sort of get into a, even to an intermediate level, that's not the sort of thinking that's going to get you started. If you have a look at the top of the mountain and think, oh shit, that's a long way to climb. You, you're not going to do it. Um, so just zero in on those smart goals that you were talking about, start from the very basics and just start, get the ball rolling. There was, well, there was one thing about the size of these particular journeys, cause you're right, lateral anything. If you're a guy, you probably don't want to do it. You want to know why? Lateral side raises don't get the chicks, all right? Because it was a bro science thing uh, about how guys only train to impress other guys. And it's sort of a funny thing because you're trying to impress yourself, really. So what if I was sicker? Is that, yeah. is, is, that, is that the right word to use in our generation? I think it is, right? Oh, what if I was the I sickest? Do people still do sicker. the Macarena? I don't know. <laughs> so what, what if... What if one of your one of these goals is to basically have a six month check in? If you don't want to go with a trainer, which is kind of funny to talk someone out of going with a trainer, just a six month check in to say, "Hey, can you just check all my movement patterns to make sure I'm safe to load up?" Which is what you're talking about as right. far as volume kind of hands over. If your if your first smart goal is two PT sessions, one at the start that says, "Please help me get into the right." functional movements in order to load and then a second one six months later it says hey am i okay am i ready to load yet because i feel like i am yeah i feel like i can breathe better you know if your back is and back if your back and shoulders are working nicely you'll probably feel like you can breathe a little bit better or anything like that just check in generate data and generate goals so that you can load which is what you're going to talk about yes um Oh, by the way, this is your debut podcast appearance. So do not fuck this up. Oh, Christ. Okay. I'm um, just trying to think of a great way to segue into that. 
I'm I'm just going to go ahead and rifle into the concept of of load and training volume. Um, so when we're talking about load, we're talking about you would agree that load is the weight being used for a given exercise, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and training volume is the formula for that is sets multiplied by reps multiplied by the load being used. So a mistake that I see a lot of young people making. So wait, wait, can I just, can I interrupt? I'm going to, I am. So sets multiplied by reps, reps multiplied, multiplied by, by load, load or the weight being used for a given exercise. All right. So an example of that is one set of 10 reps at 10 kilos. Yeah, 10 kilos. So that means that the number you end up with at the end would be, okay, so 1 multiplied by 10 <laughs> is 10 multiplied by 10 is 100 kilos of volume. Right? Awesome. Which we'll get into a, a, a sort of a case study, I guess. I'm using quote. Could, yeah, yeah, you, no one can see this. Doing the quote-unquote yeah. thing here. Yeah, maybe just scratch the, like, you can just touch the top of the microphone, finger quotes. That's yeah. the one. The finger quotes will yeah. henceforth be indicated by <laughs> the term being <laughs> used. That's good. It's not clipping either. That's nice. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so, I would get into a trap as a young man, I would come into the gym and my main focus would be, I've got to be stronger than what I was last week. I did not even pay any mind how many sets I was doing or reps I was doing. I just wanted to lift heavier dumbbells than last time. That's That was my main concern. So, if we were to use the formula of volume to calculate total volume for a set, we can see where progress is going to be made and where it can be hindered. Okay, so let's take a individual who may or may not be a previous version of myself. It, what is this person's name? Um, Leg- Kenneth. L- Ke- his, Leg- his name is Kenneth, all right? So, Kenneth Leg- comes into the gym and he's going to be using a, a set scheme, which we call descending mm-hmm. sets, right? Mm-hmm. Where the weight being used it descends and typically what goes with that is an increase in reps as you go along. For the, any music nodes, you could call it... A diminuendo. Yes. See that? We combine the two worlds. Uh, (laughs) There's one orchestral guy that was like, yes, yes, I understand. I know what that is. So Kenneth comes into the gym and on his first set, he's going to load the bar up after an adequate warm-up, of course. He's going to load the bar up with 100 kilos. He's trying to max out his bench, okay? And he gets one set of four reps at 100 kilos, Okay, and then he backs the weight off. I've chosen 100 because it's going to make maths a lot easier for me. But you were totally not doing 100 kilos. I was, yeah. But Kenneth wasn't. Oh, no, Kenneth is staunch. He can do it. Okay, all right. Kenneth is, I forgot to mention that, Kenneth is staunch. So, he's he's maxing out at four reps on 100 kilos. Then he drops it back 20%, which is 20 kilos. So, 80 kilos, and he pumps out six reps for that. And then he pumps it back another 20% from the original weight, 20 kilos, so that's 60 kilos, and he gets eight reps on his third set. So, if we were to work the volume out for his bench press, all right, we would have, we have to do this separately here because his load and or reps were different on each one. So, the first set, one set multiplied by four reps at 100 kilos is 400 kilos of total volume. Huge. Huge. And also fun to think in those numbers too. Yeah, fun to think. Um, Well, I'm going to blow your tiny mind with this, Adrian. So, that's 400 kilos so far. (gasps) Second set, one multiplied by eight reps, sorry, six reps at 80 kilos is 480, okay? And set three, one multiplied by eight reps multiplied by 60 kilos is again 480, which brings us to a total volume across his bench press 
of 1,360 kilos. So thanks right. to those descending reps, he actually squeezed in a little bit more. This is where things get interesting, Adrian, because the second case study, right, we had Kenneth. Now we're going to go on to Keith. Keith. Keith comes into the, into the, uh, into the gym and he's going to do three sets of 10 reps at 70 kilos on his bench press. Okay. All right. He's leaving a few what we call RIRs or reps in reserve. So, in other words, he's not shitting himself. Yeah, yeah. So, he's yeah. taken a weight we that he's perceived he can lift for 12 reps, but he's only going to do it for 10. So, he's got room to move. Can we call them like shits in reserve? Yes, shits in reserve yeah. are pretty good. Um, <laughs> in fact, shits, we'll just call reps shits. Yeah. Now, all right? So, <laughs> okay. three sets of 10 shits uh, at 70 kilos, yeah. okay, gives that man a total workout volume of 2,100. Huger. Which is huger than the other guy. <laughs> now, does that mean that... Old mate, does that Keith is getting a better workout or or an increased uh, return in his muscle growth than the guy who's doing the heavy weights but getting a smaller total volume across his his sets? What depends, do you think? Depends on the goal. Depends on the goal. Yeah. yeah. Dig into that a bit more. So whether or not your goal would be to become more neurally active or to keep your and and by doing so engage the neural fibers to make sure that everything is firing and you're being strong or right. perhaps exactly or, so if he was training for strength then obviously load is the variable he's going to want to increase from workout to workout but as you would know you can't just come in and put 5 kilos on your bench every week and that just is a linear line that keeps going up if you Otherwise, i mean just if you hypothesize that for a sec if you'd been linear since you started where would your bench press be by now I reckon, just imagine if every right. workout it went up. Yeah, okay, let's let's get the calculator out here and do this. Okay, so if I put, <laughs> let's say that my starting bench press was 40 kilos, all right? Huge. Let's remember that. So, and I put five kilos on that every week from when I trained. Five kilos multiplied by 52 weeks in a year, multiplied by the 13 years that I've been <laughs> training, plus the 40 <laughs> kilos that I started at, my bench press would be 3,420 kilos. <laughs> At this point, right? <laughs> just right? so it doesn't work like that. Can I see your chest for a sec? No, it's a chance. <clears throat> there's a chance. There's a chance. Maybe. Um, so you can't just keep putting strength on the bar everywhere. You can't keep increasing the load and expect that to keep happening. All right, but we we don't want to get caught down in in the the minutia, I guess. Of of oh, I don't even know what term I'll be talking about here. But it's it's not so much the weight that someone's using that's going to get you progress. It's the increase in volume that you have week to week. I mean, there's you've got the three pillars of muscle building to talk about. Have you touched on mechanical tension, metabolic stress, and muscle damage? Yeah. Yeah, well, th that's another mini cast, though. That's, yeah, that is, that is an people. awesome one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Um, but what it's going to come down to is which guy has the ability to increase his total volume from week to week. So, who do you think is going to be able to squeeze out an extra rep or put more weight on the bar? The guy that's trying to max out his bench at 100 or the dude that's doing 70 for three cents? Mm, definitely that guy who's able to pump out an extra rep. Right, exactly. Shit, so, shit. pump out an extra shit. If, let's say that Kenneth comes in and he says, I'm going to put 102.5 oh, on the bar, all right? I'm going Whoa. to put two and a half kilos on the bar. More, I'm impressed. And I'm going to do four reps like I did last week, all right? If he does that, if he comes in and he gets that, then two and a half kilos across those four reps is going to be an increase of 10 kilos across his total volume. But if Keith comes in and he says, right, I got three sets of 10 at 70 kilos last week, I'm going to go for 11 
on my first set and then match the 10 for the next two, he will have increased his volume by 70. So load isn't the, uh, isn't the be all and end all. There's smarter ways to do things. So if you're someone who is struggling to get their strength up or you're someone who doesn't have access to a training partner to spot you when you go on for heavy lifts, there's other approaches that you can take. That's, a, that's what I wanted to talk about today, Adrian. And everyone clap for Mitch, don't you? Not a, no, 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 not you. They have well, to I clap did. for you. Just wait for the, just leave a moment of silence to enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's plenty enough. Yeah, that's plenty. All right. Well, that was super fun. This is a, this is a much different format to anything that I've done so far. And I'd be interested to know everyone's response and also what do we call it? Yes. That would be, I mean, once I'm, again, you are listening to Triple J call in and give us your <laughs> suggestions. Is that what this is? We, can we call this the Triple J session or do we? <laughs> <laughs> not edgy enough for that. So everyone say thanks, Coach Mitch. Thanks. Yeah, nice. And um, we'll do this again sometime soon. Yeah. Thanks, Coach Mitch. Tell us if you disagree with us, please. We need to learn. Oh, yeah. Call us out. Yeah, please right. do. Till next time. Thanks, Coach Mitch. It's really fun to say. If you guys enjoyed this little chat, let us know what you want us to call it. I'm going to publish it as The Major Riff. If you think it should be The Baffled Kings, just smash us with some dialogue in our comments, wherever you may find it. If you want it to be The Minor Fall, then have a little chuckle at that. If you don't get the reference, that's all right. You will one day. And um, yeah, until next time, we've got some cool guests coming up and I look forward to annoying you then. <laughs> Yeah, go on with that.